When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report podcast. If you're listening to this, it's Thanksgiving. So I want to thank everybody for joining us on Thanksgiving for your daily Auburn fix. As always, I got my guy, Auburn memes, my girl, Brandy Mack, and as a special treat on Iron Bowl week, Chris Marler is joining us uh, for some foolishness uh, here uh, over the next 30 to 35 minutes. So I uh, want to thank everybody. And I want to put to bed, since it is Thanksgiving, I want to I want to make, clear something up. It's a dressing. It's oh, yeah. dressing. It not is. Stuffing. It not is stuffing. dressing. It's dressing, not stuffing. So this is like one of those things that like the is this dress black and blue or is it gold and white? Like I don't <laughs> just put it, right. let me eat it and be quiet. Oh is my it, goodness. Is it, is it is it edible? Right, right. Yeah. So hopefully wherever you're at, they're making mac and cheese, homemade and baked uh for your Thanksgiving, as is a southern uh tradition. You know what else is a southern tradition? Is shit talk during the Iron Bowl. Uh our friend Will Lowry uh from Bama. Uh, made some, made a statement, and, and I want to talk about this idea before we move on to talking about the game and Lane Kiffin and all this stuff, uh, because it's a prevailing narrative on social media right now that Auburn fans are crazy. But listen, he tweeted, I just don't understand all the Auburn tears of joy the past few weeks. Consider me fully creeped out by the quote-unquote family celebration of a disastrous and complete failure of the season. What am I missing? Uh, now, to answer his question, uh, a soul. You're missing a soul. <laughs> <laughs> but um, are 
why does this bother people so much? And I'm going to start with Chris. Like, why does it bother people outside of Auburn so much that Auburn people are finding a reason to cheer for their team even in a disappointing season? Okay, so this is this is like the perfect example of why these two fan bases are so different. I said this on on. I always say his name wrong. Memes, you got to correct me. Zach Blakerby. Blackerby. Blackerby. I don't know how I mess up his name all the time. It's like there's only so many ways you can pronounce that last name, and I somehow always mess it up. Um, I I remember saying this on his podcast, and I was like, I mean this in like a in a positive way. I swear to God. But I've always said that Auburn fans are too stupid to insult. There's a there's a line from The Hangover when he's like, they're yelling at Alan, right? Like Zach Galvin's character, and he's like, he's like, says something to me. He goes, "Thank you," and he goes, "You are literally too stupid to insult." I don't mean that Auburn fans are stupid because you're a smarter fan base, you're a better looking fan base, and 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 all sorts of other things than Alabama's fan base. Okay. That being said, yeah, it pisses Bama fans off to sit here and try to say something like like you guys should be fucking. Excuse my language. You guys should be upset. You guys should be. You guys should be upset because your team sucks. You're five and six, probably gonna go five and seven. And to look over and see you guys still smiling, it pisses Bama fans off. And I think it's a testament to who you guys are. And I think it's a positive thing. And now that I've been around it more, I understand it. But I, yeah, it, it's just it is a very different. It's a very different mindset. I think. Yeah. Have you ever see, have you seen the movie The Other Guys? <laughs> yeah. All right. You remember that scene? <laughs> <laughs> where Mark Wahlberg is like cursing out Will Ferrell about yeah. being so happy about doing overtly crap work. Crap and work. That's what that's what I think about. I think about yeah. that. Like he's just so mad that this guy is finding joy in his mundane, seemingly mundane existence. Uh, now, fifteen, Mike. Let's have a great day. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Did you do your first desk pop? Listen, <laughs> guys. Brandy, memes, jump in here. Social media has been going crazy. Now, Will Lowry, I don't think that that post went the way he thought it was going to go. No. Uh, He got drug all over Twitter for that really dumb post. Uh, And a lot of people pointed out that his pinned tweet is a picture of him missing a tackle on Cam in a game that they lost. Uh, But, you know, what what is you guys feeling about what you're seeing on social media about, you know, from people outside of Auburn judging Auburn for loving Auburn. Yeah, I mean, they just they just don't get it. Um, Auburn loves Auburn. Alabama loves Alabama football. We all know that oh, famous God. quote. Well, they hate that. That is an so even much. dumber. That is the worst. <laughs> that is so played it's, out. It's kind of true. And, you know, it's not. It kind of <laughs> it kind of reminds me like of Cadillac's recruiting story a little bit. He, when he talks about his recruiting story and what game he was at when he decided that Auburn was going to be home for him, it was at an Auburn-Georgia game at home, and he can't even remember if Auburn was winning or losing that game. The oh, atmosphere awesome. itself, they did. I'm pretty sure they did. Um, the atmosphere itself is what drew him to Auburn. And so I think like Cadillac to me encompasses Auburn from the very beginning of his Auburn story all the way to now. Um and, you know, people just don't get it. Outsiders don't understand it. But I think when they come to Auburn and see Auburn, visit Auburn, experience the atmosphere, they start to understand it a little bit more. Right, Chris? I will say I'm glad you segued to me because I want to say you're right. And I really had a, I went to Auburn for the first time two weeks ago for the A&M game. OK, got to go on the field. It was a blast. It was it was cold as shit, but it was a blast. But I will <laughs> and, also and tell you, you wore an Auburn hoodie. I did wear an Auburn hoodie. And people like people, Bama fans were upset about that. Like, like yeah. I'm a lifelong Bama fan. 
And people were like pissed, like, I can't believe you do that two weeks from the Iron Bowl. I'm like, first off, <laughs> Hayes, like, you know, Hayes in the barn, this this thing's over anyway. Like, like, I, like, I have nothing to do with that outcome of that game. But also, I will say that, Brandy, if we're being if we're being realistic, I think that Tommy Tuberville recruiting Cadillac, who I believe was a Bama fan growing up, saying that, you know, they were going to be on probation and possibly the death penalty might have had something to do with his recruitment (laughs) as well. Just throwing that out there. Wait, listen, whatever, whatever works. Uh, Memes, I want to jump to you. Listen, man, whenever somebody says something stupid on Twitter, you are there with a fire (laughs) meme to let them know that it was stupid, illustrating with pictures what we're all thinking uh, uh, in our heads. Uh, You know, what's this like? uh, Describe this. What's this like from your perspective about why people are so bothered that Auburn fans just aren't down in the dumps right now because of only football. Well, I was just hoping we could continue the conversation to Chris of how many Auburn players who had famously beaten or had great plays against Alabama were Alabama fans growing up, but uh, we'll, we'll pause that for Bo right Jackson now. Okay. We'll come back to that. But. Yeah. Chris Davis, Bo Jackson, many others. But uh, so I, I, the tweet you're referring to, I, did chime in on because it was something that needed to be said and uh can, can, is it okay can i just read it can we just read yeah. it out loud yeah sure go ahead okay give me just one second to uh get it pulled up here he, he was quote tweeting justin lee yeah this is uh, never a good move let's go and um let's go and find the tweet in exchange we're gonna read the quote tweet his tweet and then uh what i thought was a perfect response so the the tweet from justin said it was a link to a story. The Auburn students wanted so badly to rush the field in <clears throat> the Iron Bowl last year, like their older brothers and sisters. They got their epic JHS moment in the end. They chanted, Caddy, Caddy. It might as well have been thank you, thank you, with a link to the story. Yeah, referring to, to... Totally normal. Totally normal sweet to me, right? Like, yes, just referring to, referring to the chance that this was a lot of students' last home game they had that epic moment that they got to remember. They were part of something historic, and that was the last home game. It was a win for Cadillac. It was a good win. Western Kentucky's not a bad team. So, for you know, relative to what people would encompass as, in quotes, cupcakes. I mean, that was only a five-and-a-half-point spread, which I think I is, was going to say. You know, I think that's, that's it's kind of indicative to Auburn's position, but also... Yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a bad thing for Auburn, but I think it's a good thing for Western Kentucky. But anyway, obviously Auburn yeah. uh, beat him by much more than that. So what our friend Will said here was, I just don't understand all the Auburn tears of joy the past few weeks. Consider me fully creeped out by the, in quotes, family's celebration of a disastrous and complete failure of a season. What am I missing? So a lot of people in the responses are just, you wouldn't get it. You're mad. You wouldn't understand. Ha ha. All that yeah. kind of stuff. And my and so what I thought I was like, well, it would only make sense for me to put this in a situation that an Al, sort of Alabama person would understand. So I quote, I quote tweeted his tweet with a picture of all those grown ass men sprinting into Bryant Denny with their Bama helmets, wanting that autograph, running this fast, the running of the gumps, mm-hmm, the running into the gumps. And I said, it's likely a similar feeling to what these people felt. <laughs> so hopefully that helps him understand how Auburn people feel in that moment with Cadillac into what those very old men he, hold on, felt let me, rushing. Let me, 
Let me talk about this for a second because here's the, Bama fans flat out don't understand that. Like, I, I will never forget kick six happening in right. general. Also, the weirdest thing ever being in that stadium on the field with memes and Pablo and being like, hey, where did the kick six happen? And like, literally, they'd be like right there and they're like pointing to a spot like four feet from you. I'm like, oh, right. cool. Historic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, like, I remember after that, like, Bama fans getting on like message boards, and this is this is message board idiots, and it's not like the entire fan base. People are like, it's time to start asking if Saban is actually a good coach or if he's just a good recruiter and like oh shit like God. that. And you're, and you're like, and, and you're coming off of three national championships in four years and a 12 and 0 season that went or 11 0 season went derailed in the last second of the game, right? We had to have another second on the clock. Mm. Anyway, people forget. But I mean, like, that whole thing, I like, Bama fans don't understand it. And we can hide behind this whole thing of, you know, I'm better than that because we win championships. And and there's part of it that's like, I think the two fan bases do like compete, not compete for different things, but like cherish other things. Like I, I do think that Bama fans want to win championships more than they like probably want to breathe through their mouth. And then I think there's also like Auburn fans that are like, you you have like it's a it really is a family it's a different unique environment i've never seen anything like it i've never seen anything like that like being around those kind of people even tasha uh brandy's mom hit it <laughs> off i mean the, the day i just i don't think that there is a fan base that's as like driven to succeed like more as like a unit i think and fan right. base than, than auburn is and i think that it's it's special and the other thing is too you you've seen this like you know you guys have all seen this probably at some point in your life when things are different when things are different than what you're used to seeing, it's easy to be like, that's weird. That's, I don't like that. It, and point the finger and make fun of it. That's probably why they make fun of A&M all the time. But that's also some other reasons too. Well, I'll tell you this, right? Um, you know, before we move on to the next topic, uh, if you actually attended Auburn and you went through Camp War Eagle, it, it is, that is your indoctrination into the family. Yeah. Uh, and I, I grew up a big, big, big Florida State fan. And uh, second, I hate everything about your fanhood, Mike. Uh, a, a UNC basketball fan. So, because it's the 90s. So, Chris, I had this, I had this class with Ronnie Brown, right? And uh, uh, I had this North Carolina football jersey. I really like yeah. the colors, it wasn't anything about their program. And um, I go to my in- intro to ethics class in the Haley Center, and I've got this jersey on. And the guy, the professor looks at me and he was like, that's real bold wearing that in here. And I, I, was, I, was, I didn't think anything of it because, again, yeah. I'm just now coming in to what it means to be right. at Auburn. And, you know, I had all this stuff. After that day, I can't tell you what happened to that jersey. I never wore it again. Really? I never wore it again. Yeah. And then I had this. This is a funny story. I had this. I have a bunch of friends who went to Bama and played ball for Bama when I was in school. And I went up to Tuscaloosa and stayed with one of them. They gave me a T-shirt to wear uh, the next day. I put it on, and then I drive back down to Auburn, and I go to film practice. So I'm at practice, and I had, you know, a shirt over my shirt. But I took off my Auburn polo because it got really hot up in the tower. And I come back down off the tower, carrying my camera. I get back to the office, and everybody in the office is just staring at me. And I'm like, what's up, guys? Like, you know, why are you guys staring at me like this? Now, mind you, I'm the only black guy in there. So I'm just thinking, mm, right. this is a little sketch. Um, <laughs> and my boss looks at me and says, is that Big Al on your T-shirt? You didn't know? It was an Alabama supply store T-shirt with Big Al on it. I never looked at it. No clue. Wasn't and it, it was the on supply back- store? Wasn't that the bookstore? 
Yeah, right. It was a yeah, blue okay. t-shirt, <laughs> right? And so I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, um, mm, we're not okay with that. So yeah. I was like, sorry, guys, I'll take it off. Won't wear this again. Um, listen, when I tell you, they they would not let me leave the office until we cut the shirt right, and, and burned it. All right. And my boss said, if you had been like, he's like, first of all, you're lucky coach didn't see that. Secondly, yeah. like, if you had been like, no, I don't want to mess up my shirt, <laughs> we were going to fire you on the spot. <laughs> right. Well, but like, and, and that's a cool moment, though, too, right? right. Like, that's kind of like a, like a funny moment. You remember? Like, I mean, now, don't get me wrong. Like, on Saturday, I love, I love all three of you. But, like, on Saturday, it's going to be little right. fingers in the air to both to all y'all. But, I mean, at the same time, like, it, it is – I feel like I had a very new understanding of the rivalry. And that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, there's right. people on Twitter and people and Bama fans that will, like, think that I'm, like, soft for it. Maybe I am. I don't know. But I just don't – I just don't – we're all adults. I just, I think there's a time and place for it. I, I think that it's, it's a cool thing. It's cool. To, it's, both teams can be, and can be whatever. All right. For sure. Listen, champions. I get it. Listen, guys, Auburn fans have joy. Bama fans do not, but it is still That's iron, rude, iron bowl week. Uh, so we're taking that joy into iron bowl week. Uh, five and six Auburn is taking on a two loss Bama. Bama has not lost three games since 2010. Uh, Famously, the comeback. And this is one of those games where my friends are all saying, you know, anything could happen in this game. But in so I love that y'all have hope. But, but, I love, I love that this is where y'all are at. Right, right, this. right. But and here's where I'm at, Chris. I'm like, not in Tuscaloosa. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? It happened yeah. one time and it'll and never you, happen again. Yeah. Well, I have 2002, I'm, you were probably there for that or, or at least remember it. No. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> um, and 2000, 2007. When we went to Tuscaloosa, one that was in Auburn. Yeah, no, we're talking about on the road. Auburn. Yeah, okay. we're talking about on the road in Tuscaloosa. Um, after that 2002 game, I was again down on the field with my camera, and they whipped out cigars because Tuberville had told the team, "We're going to whoop their ass, and we're going to smoke cigars in the end zone in front of their student section." And when they pulled the cigars out, our media relations was mortified. And they just yeah. talked over like, put them out, put them out, put them out. Right? So this is before social media, but they still were really yeah. concerned about the optics. Uh, guys, it's been a long time since Auburn has gone into Tuscaloosa and gotten a win. Uh, I think a long it's a time hard to put up a fight. Yeah, you know what, Chris? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like, you know, Chris, this is why we can't have nice things. So, no, I'm like, listen, I've, I'm being objective. I've said some nice things about you guys. But if we're talking about the game, and listen, you talk about they didn't have social media. You don't need social media. I was I was 16 when that happened. It's burned into my brain forever. I okay. was I was at that game in that 2000 game. If you ask, listen, this is why this rivalry is so good. Okay. 2002. This is also why we'll get into this later. This is why I know that Lane is gone and coming to Auburn. Like you saw what happened in that game when you had Carnell out, you had Ronnie Brown out, and you had whoever the third running back was. It wasn't Trey Johnson. Smith. Trey, Trey, Smith. Trey Smith, fourth string white running back. Like we're in the fucking Big Ten, comes out here and and somehow tears up him, has over 100 yards. He's returning punts and shit. 126 to be exact. And that's exactly what it was. It was like, yeah, that's spot on. All right, Mike. Um, but I remember being in the stadium for that. I remember being in this, like that was when Francione, I was like, what is, that was a top 10 Bama team. They had two losses at the time. One was on the road at number two, Oklahoma, which was a three-point game until like the last three minutes. And then they had a two-point loss against Georgia, who ended up being one of the top three teams in the country. The, the reason why I know that Kiffin's gone is, I remember after that, Francione left to go to A&M. And that, that's why like, I was like, how did we lose this game? Like, What the hell happened? 
you saw what happened in Arkansas in Fayetteville last week with Ole Miss and mm-hmm. and in Arkansas. It's blatantly obvious what's going on behind the scenes there, in my opinion. Uh, at Ole Miss, you don't you don't go on the road and lose to a pretty mediocre Ole Miss team or to a pretty mediocre Arkansas team in general. You don't get down forty two to six against that team and that defense unless something is going on. I think that's right. very blatantly obvious. But if you ask anybody, man, like some of the best moments in both, like I, I remember asking Cole Kubik, I was like, "What's your favorite Iron Bowl memory?" Because if you ask me what my worst Iron Bowl memory was, it's not the kick six, it's not the comeback, and I was at one of those games. 2000 Iron Bowl, first time they ever played it in Tuscaloosa since like 1901. Mm-hmm. 33 degrees and raining the entire time. Bama lost Oof. nine nothing to finish a three and eight season. My dad made us go. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wish you would have left on that day instead of later, because that would have been a lot better. Memes, there you go. There's your there's your uh, who, who bingo, was that, bingo card. Who was that quarterback you guys had? Was it Tyler Watts? Tyler Watts. What's the, what's the uh, quarterback of that team? Tyler Watts and Andrew Zow. Tyler Andrew Watts had Zow. come out. Do you remember the Forrest Davis recruiting magazines they had because they didn't yep. have 24-7? Said he had perfected the fade, and he was as close to NFL ready as as you could, oh you could be God. as a quarterback. And whip. I was like, "Whiff, big whiff anyway, on that one." Things are um, fine. I mean, it, it got brandy memes. It has not. We've not been competitive in Tuscaloosa. We've not been competitive in Tuscaloosa. So, uh, brandy, you're our resident betting expert. Like, if you're betting this one, is there any chance that Auburn covers? I think the spread is uh, plus minus twenty two. Yeah. yeah, I think it opened around 21, 21 and a half, something like that. But I mean, any chance where you can get a double digit spread in a rivalry game, especially the Iron Bowl, I would consider taking something like that. However, Auburn has consistently gotten their asses kicked in Tuscaloosa. That's yeah. not um, a secret. So I think what's different, though, about this year is Cadillac Williams. Um, I mean, he's he's what's different. So the, the team has energy, they're renewed, and all that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think I have a little bit more faith in Tuscaloosa this year than I have in a really, really long time. Yeah, listen, uh, memes, I've been saying all year that Bryce Young has been carrying that Bama offense on his back for almost two years straight. Now, can he do it one more time to prevent Alabama from their first Three loss season in over a decade. Uh, you know, what do you think? What, do you, what are your feelings about the chances in Tuscaloosa? And you know, what does Auburn have to do to win this one? Uh, all, what Auburn has to do to beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you pretty much have to just count on Alabama to. Well, let's let's zoom out, zoom in here. You've got to count on the fans being extremely checked out. Right. You just people not showing up, people not being interested, not being is that loud. Possible for this one? I don't well, think it's possible. I, I, this is the first. I think this is the first. I mean, <clears throat> they're, I, not, I mean I guess, they're not playing for. They're not playing for anything. Yeah, that's not their saying. own fans. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Like when the last time? Yeah, I mean, Alabama's not. They, there's really nothing on the line for this Iron Bowl because I mean, every t- every Iron Bowl that's been in Tuscaloosa. Correct me if I'm wrong. Alabama has been in the playoff or the SEC hunt or SEC lock-in. So they, they're 2010, no. Yeah, well, okay, since then. And we obviously remember what happened then. Yeah. So, Two, uh, I mean, there's only been one that's been, I feel like, remotely close since 2010. Or 2010 that was 2014, and that was the 55-44 to 44 game. That was mm-hmm. bizarre and crazy and, and all sorts of stuff. Right, right, but you you could definitely argue that Alabama fans wanted to beat Auburn more in 2010 than quite oh, possibly yeah. in a year in existence. So I guess in 2014. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. So you could really say there that there's a lot of 
there's a lot of emotion in the game as far as, or excuse me, lack of on the Alabama side, because this is a weird spot where like, there's not, there's not a whole lot on the line other than like pride. It is a old school iron bowl where it's just winner gets the state championship, but there's really no other postseason on the line, which is just, it hasn't been like that in quite a while. So I think if you just have that, there's a little bit of like a, a, possible lackadaisical approach you got to think too like are there going to be some players that are like hey you know we've got the nfl on the horizon here not a not a whole lot left for me here so auburn is name names memes say bryce young and say will anderson just say it <laughs> well i mean they are also, uh, what happens if we get a coaching announcement the day before the iron bowl that how does that what does yeah. that do to bama but, I, but yeah, going, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. That's a great question, but we'll we'll but, get back to that. Go ahead, me. But, yeah, but going to going back to kind of like finishing like what it would take. Uh, I think you gotta have some Bama check out with players and fans, and I think you're gonna have a lot of Bama mistakes, and you're gonna have like a lot of. I mean, essentially, it's gonna start with Bama losing the game. I don't know if there's a scenario where Auburn necessarily wins the game. I think uh, you Bama has to just top to bottom not be there 100, percent and Auburn has to capitalize on that and play. Top to bottom, start with the defense. The offense does enough, but really you're going to have to capitalize on Bama mistakes. So it would be very similar to last year's Iron Bowl. I mean, that was capitalized by Derek Hall getting a lot of timely sacks. That was right. also oh, capitalized God. by Alabama getting a lot of bad penalties. And Auburn just – the offense has to take advantage of those situations more so than it did last year. Do I think that's necessarily going to happen? Probably not. But, I mean, that is the formula. I just don't see both teams going head-to-head with – how depleted Auburn's roster is as far as the injuries they've got and how bad the scheme and everything has been from the beginning of the year. I mean, if it, if it's just a, if it's a fist fight, I just don't see how Auburn can win that away. Uh, at SEC media days, I got a chance to ask Saban a question about whether he missed the Gus bus. Uh, he smiled at me um, in a very, very, who the hell is this guy kind of way. Uh, yeah. And he said, listen, he beat us more than I would have liked. Chris, how embarrassing for Saban would it be to lose to interim coach Carnell Cadillac Williams? Is this I? It would be it would be embarrassing because the fact that this would be all the things that you just said that would have to happen would have to happen. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I fully expect Auburn to cover the game. Like to cover the spread in this game, it actually opened up at 26 and a half, Brandy, and it went down to I think it's at 21 and a half. Mm. It's been bet down now. Think about some of the like, I'll, I'll go through some of the last times Bama has been a 21 or more point favorite or 20 plus point favorite over the last two seasons. Okay, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Mississippi State this year, they won by 24. Mississippi State scored in the last play. Outside of that, AM this year, Texas this year, Auburn last year, AM last year. And there's another one too in there that they were a 21 and a half point favorite. Where they, they they are not only where they have been very close, they've almost lost those games outright. Right, like they could have lost to Texas, they could have lost to Texas A&M, should have lost to Auburn last year. They did lose to A&M. There's another game mixed in there as well where they were 21 and a half point favorite or more, and 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 almost lost. Here's the thing. This is like I, I, this is it reminds me much more of what happened in 2008. When when Tuberville came in, waving his seven fingers in the air and talking about this, like Auburn, I, I love you guys to death. No, you but don't. this is perfect. I do, I do. Even this week until Saturday, I do. 
But I love, I love this is where y'all at. I'm so, as much as I want Auburn to lose every game they play as a Bama fan, I'm so happy y'all won the last two games. Because now you get to go into a a situation where it's like, there's this whole, I mean, anything can happen in the Iron Bowl. No, anything can happen if you miss an extra, or you miss a field goal of 57 yards with one second left. Or anything can happen if you get an extra second put on the clock and you have to yet another rule that gets overturned the following year because of SEC officials. Here's the thing, and you brought this up too, Memes. This, this, you, you brought up like, you know, Bama with all these like penalties. You know that for as much as we talk about, Bama gets all the calls. Bama's been the most penalized team in the SEC three of the last four years. The one year they weren't, they were third, the 13th out of 14. Right. And their last three trips to Jordan Hare in 27 or 2017, 2019, and 2021, they've had the most penalties they've had in any game mm. the entire season in that game. Two out of the last three times, they have set a record before this season happened and, and all hell broke loose in that Tennessee game where they had either the most penalties ever in a game under Saban or the most penalty yards under Saban two of those three games uh, at Jordan-Hare. That's not going to happen in Tuscaloosa. It, Bama's going to be fine. And and I think, like, it'll be close maybe for, like, a quarter and a half. But, like, you you tell me what, what Auburn has this year for this team. that They're going to run the ball on Bama all day? No, but what you just said to me shows that Bama is starting to get more undisciplined than they have been in the past with the sure. movies that you Saban's, about. Saban's slipping. I mean, retired. Maybe start after retire. It's just, it's not, <laughs> but see, most of those games are on the road, and I don't disagree with you. I, like I don't, I don't think, I don't think that Saban is the same that he's been in years past. I don't think Bama as a program is the same as they've been in years past. I think they've they've firmly been like passed and, and supplanted as the best team in the conference and the country by Georgia. I don't think it's really that close right now to say that's the case. And Bama fans won't want to hear this, but they're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. But Kirby Smart is a better coach than Nick Saban right now. Right now. Just bottom yeah. line. It's 100%. not even it's, I don't know if it's close, Mike. Like I mean like uh, you you tell me when you turn on the TV and you <laughs> see what you see like what against Tennessee. Just take take that as the common denominator, right? Like I, I just don't think it's it's that 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 close at all. Well listen man at the end of the day um you know, they, Alabama's got more talent, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they've got the, uh, if you ask me right now, they have the better coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it's a game that they should win. Now, uh, the teams that should win don't always win. I do think it's a long shot. I think it's a prayer. And usually when, you know, over the last 15 years, when Auburn has beat Alabama, it has been prayers, right? Right. It has been you know, the unlikely set of circumstances that would happen one in 1,000 times. And we're hoping that the next Mac Jones throws two pick sixes. Right, yeah. And we're hoping... I mean, what better year for a prayer to happen than when Cadillac Carnell Williams... Right, yeah. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like, you guys lost the Bonix. (laughs) And I, to me... (laughs) I just want to throw out there. You lost the Bonix. And to me, uh, after that game, after that Iron Bowl in 2019... I told all my Bama friends, I was like, listen, uh, Mac Jones is going to be good. Like, he has nothing yeah. to hang his head about. You know, now he threw four, he threw four touchdowns in that game despite – Jalen Waddle had like – he had 336 yards passing. Yeah. So, to, to, to me, I'm just thinking to myself, um, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be difficult. I don't think you can rah-rah your way to a win in this one. Um, I also don't think what you put on tape the last two weeks, right? You're gonna you're gonna be able to do that because oh, no, no. they're gonna sell out and they've got the horses to to make you do something different. So they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get tricky. They're gonna have to get inventive, uh, and they're gonna have to capitalize 
on mistakes. Like they need right. Alabama to make mistakes to win this game. Which they've done. And and Auburn's been able to capitalize on Like, let me ask you this as, as an Auburn guy. How similar to the 2009 blueprint? We're getting into like the nitty-gritty of like like very mm-hmm. niche, I think, like examples, but like 2009 is a game that I remember and is a little bit different because Bama was the number two in the country, had a lot of the line, all that kind of stuff, undefeated season. So I will never forget how out of breath I was, both metaphorically and also very real, like physically. Like out of breath, I was watching that game when you had Gus Malzahn come out and and like you're doing like the double reverse oopty doop bullshit, kicking onside, and then they're up 14 nothing at the start, and you're like, what in the hell is happening in this game? Like, how close of the of, of that blueprint do you have to go to if you're Auburn? Um, you do have to pull, you got to pull the rabbit out of your hat here. Right. Absolutely. I think, I mean, that was a Chris Todd quarterback team. One of, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in Auburn history. Let me tell you something. He actually set an Auburn record for touchdown passes thrown in the season that year. Yeah. I mean, and it was something like that. I mean, I I just think you have to throw something at Bama that's not on tape, right? Auburn Mm -hmm. almost pulled off the win against LSU this year, but the offense that they ran in that game was completely different than the offensive strategy that they had run the first few games. Yeah. So LSU had problems stopping Robbie Ashford because nothing they studied. There was no, there was no case study on it. Right. There there was no film study on what they ran in that game. I think that they're going to have to do something similar. Um, I love all the nostalgic throw throwback plays, but I think it's going to take a little bit more than that here. Um, And then you know, for what they lack in 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 in, in coaching and talent, they're going to have to make up for in effort. And you know, it's going to be it's going to be a pretty heroic, you know what I mean, effort to try yeah. to beat this Bama team. I think Bryce Young, um, Auburn fans will shoot me and hear me say this. I mean, he's one of my favorite college players that I've ever watched. Yeah, just a just really really good and masterful and skillful at the position. Uh, so, you know, of the last four quarterbacks that Bama has had, I, I like him the most. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I thought that the, it's not ha- panning out this way, but I thought that Mac Jones had the best season mm-hmm. out of all of them. He and, did. you know, uh, Alabama's kind of becoming quarterback you. So, you know, you got to got to slow him down and you got to do something to stay in the game early. I think if you if you lose it early, it's going to be it could get ugly and Alabama covers. But uh, if they can keep the ball out of Bryce Young's hands, yeah. you've got you've got a shot. So, but or if he gets injured, yeah, for sure. So, uh, besides keeping the ball out of Bryce Young's hands, um, Auburn is about to put their program in the hands of a new coach. Now, there's speculation about when this announcement might come, but it's widely been reported that Lane Kiffin is l- the leading candidate for the job. Auburn has thrown a whole lot of money at him to be the next coach at this university. Uh, Lane Kiffin uh, reportedly over the last few days spoke with the team and said, I have not accepted an offer to be the coach. Uh, To me, that smells a lot like uh, Lincoln Riley saying, I'm not going to be the next coach at LSU. And then then meanwhile, at USC (laughs) the next day, you know, he's the coach. Uh, Let's talk about this for a second. Uh, how likely is it that this is already a lock? We had to put a percentage on it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? I shouldn't even have to comment on this. I think I've Something's said going this on. over and over and He's over. He's playing Saban at the Dolphins press conference. 
<laughs> okay, I was yeah. like, what's yeah. going on? Memes, did he end up taking that job? We're having some technical uh, difficulties well, with me. My my life. Yeah, sorry guys. I was trying to play the Nick Saban a Dolphins clip. But anyway, anyway, it's 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 out there if you haven't heard it. It's 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 really good. I would encourage everybody to listen to it. But the world yeah. would have been a better place had Nick Saban just stuck it out with the Dolphins. He needed more time. Yeah. And I just, you know, I hate should I hate, give him another I hate quarterback from a challenge. Should've, yeah, should have gave yeah, uh, Drew yeah, Brees I mean, like he wanted. Yep. Yep. So Anyway, there's a lot of. I have to say, out of, of all the arguments, mm. out of all the arguments that have happened in my life that haven't involved relationships, my least favorite of all time is the is the. Well, Nick Saban wasn't a good NFL coach, man. It just shows you how good of a coach he is. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, like, like it's the weirdest move the goalpost, hang yeah. on to whatever you can hang on to argument I've ever heard. And there are people that will like. There, there's people in Watumka right now. That will be at their family's Thanksgiving today, and they will say that to somebody just to piss off their their what? their, what? their family. Uncle, I don't know. I always go to Watumka. My uncle's an Alabama fan, and I'm gonna say that to him on Thanksgiving on Thursday. I can see you doing that, Brandy. Yeah, listen. I'm just saying. I went to school at Auburn. My uncle is an Alabama fan for literally no reason. He didn't go to school there. He lives in Florida. Makes zero sense. Sidewalk right. sounds, like sounds like 85 percent of the fan base. Right. Yeah, I didn't go there, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I think about this almost every single day of my life about how much of a fraud I am for paying my own student loans. Uh, it's one of the worst things I've ever done, and also playing college baseball. I hate it for myself. Oh my goodness! Uh, um, back-, back to it being a lock, I would put my hard-earned money on Lane Kiffin being okay. Auburn. I would probably put like a five-unit Max Whale play. Really? Yeah, 90%. So like, it's, so it's like it's plus one hundred. Are you are uh, you a gambler? I'd say it's like, like minus twelve hundred right oh, now. No, that like much. I mean, there's a reason why there's not been much talk about a hot board with any of the Auburn sites this Fair. week. Like, how many of you guys have seen hot board talks since right. last Sunday? Yeah, I mean, well, they're, somebody they're, that is deep into those uh, message boards on on uh, Justin Hokins's website, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> oh lord uh let's not talk about it, it was just, um, and fat tom reported fat tom 22 on the bunker mm-hmm. reported the price of kiffin's contract he's also the same person on that message board who said the exact day and time harson was getting fired so yeah. we respect fat tom 22 in this house and i trust him <laughs> okay all right yeah so um Brandy's bidding the the house on uh, Fraud Tom, but like guys, Lane Kiffin to <laughs> Auburn, Lane Kiffin to Auburn. Uh, you know, after you know, does it make sense to do this right after, right after the Egg Bowl, or does Auburn wait until Cadillac has coached his final game as interim coach and you know announce the Sunday after the Iron Bowl? What makes more sense? It's over. I mean, like Lane Kiffin will be the next coach at Auburn, and it's going to be announced on Friday. And it's and again, I point to the the performance they had last week. And this is this is a, listen. I, this is a caveat I think for you guys. And like this is the one thing I'll say that I think I'll come off as a Bama homer on okay. is the Lane Kiffin stuff. I've heard this from some places. I think it's a great hire. I think he'll do great things at Auburn. And I'm not saying he won't take you guys to a championship of some sort, like maybe even a division. I don't know. But I mean, 
are we are we like I've heard this repeatedly about like Lane Kiffin has Bama fans like nervous about what Do you, is there any part of you that thinks that Lane Kiffin is going to beat Nick Saban? He hasn't done it on the field, and we will. You'll see so many articles written about how close he's come, but he hasn't done it. And also, and, and most of the times he hasn't. He needs sixty minutes. He needs sixty yeah, minutes. He needs sixty minutes of, of him out coaching himself, like going for it on fourth down in the first quarter, or maybe <laughs> giving the ball to Quinshawn Judkins and not doing things to lose the game because he's out coached Saban. It seems like for part of the game, and then gets in his own way. So I will take Saban on that front. Is there any part of you that thinks Lane Kiffin's going to out recruit Nick Saban for real? I don't think, I think he. I don't, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to to compete. You don't think so? I don't think you have to out recruit Nick Saban to compete. Um, I think which that, team? I, think, I say outside yeah. of Georgia, which team that has beaten Nick Saban in the last I don't know forever actually out recruited him? Uh, that LSU twenty nineteen team had a bunch of a bunch of NFL. I mean, they had fifteen <laughs> NFL guys. They didn't out recruit like, him though. I mean, sure, they but they recruit him. They just right? out of. I mean, they get evaluated. Yeah, but none of those teams, none of the teams that have beaten Nick Saban since post two thousand eight, right. maybe even before. I mean, outside of losing so, row, I mean, it's not like Mike Shula had bad recruiting classes coming through there. They had, it's just, they it's they had one top ten class in the history of the program before that. Like they, they had that was in two thousand seven. That was the highest ranked recruiting class they'd ever have was two thousand seven. They okay. had ten four stars. That is that is an actual fact. I mean, besides that 99 class, of right, prior to, because but, it was put us on probation. They didn't have rivals back then. Yeah, and I guess it's hard to kind of evaluate recruiting looked like, you know, before 2002, because that was the early, yeah. early days of how it looked. But that, back then, that was like, it was Pac-12, USC, loading up, right. loading up uh, the boys, five stars to California. But okay, I, I digress, yeah, getting fair. back to it, is do you, do you out-recruit immediately? I think, I think if you think that, you're a fool, but I think you've also got to look at with the way the transfer portal works. And there's just really no way to evaluate for lack of better words here. We'll just state what a star rating would be an accurate measurement of what a transfer player impact on a team is. I, I think that the, the straight metrics of recruiting and blue chip ratio, et cetera, et cetera, change slightly because do you adjust your blue chip ratio with a recruit that goes to another school. If it's a three-star, it's playing like a five-star. Does that count as blue chip ratio or not? Chris, this is science. It is, this is so science. Hold on. But is there is there a player that is there a player that went to Ole Miss out of the transfer portal even that that somehow is has done something that that like or cho- chose Ole Miss over Bama? You're missing a very important point. Though. It's Auburn, we believe. No, Oxford as a whole, and who wants to go yeah. there, right? I, so so, That's you know, yeah, I think that, I mean, I think Auburn is a much nicer place. Um, yeah. I think that it sells itself a little better. And I think that Kiffin knows that, which is part of mm-hmm. why he wants to make this jump. It's going to be easier for him to recruit to Auburn than it is currently at Ole Miss. So, you know. And he should right, make that jump too, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the resources, with the brand new performance center and all this stuff that they've got, yeah. like Auburn is in a very different place. Um, you know, I think they got embarrassed during the last coaching search. Mm-hmm. You know, about things that other candidates said about potentially taking the job and not wanting it because who would I be working for? Right. Right. And 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 maybe, maybe, because I used to think that there was no shame that was great enough for these boosters. Right. To step in and make a mess of things. And now uh, this might be the start of a change 
in the way they do business from that standpoint. And yeah, they're certain they're they're paying them enough money. They're not paying them the type of money that you pay somebody when you plan to meddle. So what if you're, if you're Ole Miss, what a colossal swing and miss from the state of Mississippi to, to have whatever is like set up in place where it's like, you can't sign a contract for the four years. Right. Cause if, if like, you know, Lane Kiffin, like everyone's going to talk about like, well, you know, Either they want it, they they love him, and I I think there's plenty of Bama fans that would want to have him as the next guy too. So don't get me wrong here; I think it's a great move. And I, like, I've been to that stadium when it was, you know, it was three and six Auburn playing against a, another three and six team, and it was still sold out and loud as hell and, and and super fun. Like, why would you not go to Auburn if you're at like why would he not go to Auburn? I think is a better question than why would he leave Ole Miss. But there's also plenty of reasons of why he would leave Ole Miss because like like the money. Big facilities like they just did. Like, there's not a fan base in the country and not a booster, like, you know, a, a, a alumni base that will, they might swing and miss sometimes, like all programs do, but there's not anyone that's going to try harder to hit a home run with the higher than Auburn University is. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I got, a, I got a question for Chris on this. Okay. And this is, no. this has been a popular, this has been a popular narrative. And I want to hear your opinion on it. Is, is Old Miss to Auburn a lateral move? It's not. I want to say it is, but it's not. I, like I, I like. Here's why, too. Like Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and A and M. One of those teams has been in the SEC since 2012. The other two are Vanderbilt and Kentucky, and you're in that group with people who have not been to an SEC championship game. Well, said. Mississippi State's the only one that's only been to one. The rest of them have been to multiple. I mean, Arkansas has competed. Mm. A, what way more than than Ole Miss has, and, and like I mean, think about this, man. Like Ole Miss is is basically they're they're South Carolina with a higher price tag. They're South Carolina with a with a nicer chandelier. Like they're they're South Carolina on twenty twos. They are <laughs> they are like a spinner shitty. Uh, yeah, they're they're as shitty as Suzu Rodeo with like twenty inch spinner. Like, what is this? Like, why would we even put that? Like, what are you doing right now? It's like. That is a nine-win program at most, at most throughout their program's history. Oh. And there's just peaks and valleys where they they have like you know topped out and like what have they done? I'm all so time wins because all time wins. Go ahead, Brandy. Okay. I'm, sorry. I'm so glad you said that, Chris, because I tweeted out Ole Miss is much closer to Vanderbilt than they are to Auburn like two stretch. weeks ago. But I mean, kind of true. In a sense, um, it's funny so that I'm, people think I'm a troll because you are just on another level. It hey, like cracks me up. I will not. I will not stand for any Vandy disrespect. They're hot right now. Okay, they are. Person, I was at the Florida Vanderbilt game and I saw their little single file. I was gonna say whatever that single was. file lie. Like mm-hmm. I was like, are they straight like walk on the field? I was on the opposite side of the stadium and I was like, are they storming? The field? Um, I don't know. So, actually, this is a really – this segues into what I was saying earlier. It's really good. So, all-time wins. There's college football all-time wins. Auburn is number 13. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss is 43. Vanderbilt mm-hmm. is 62. So, literally, you are closer to Vanderbilt than you are to Auburn hey. in multiple categories than all-time wins. It's not even the saying. wins. It's And, Mike, you, you get this. It's like you're a little bit older like me. No offense. Because you look a lot Damn. younger than I do. Damn. But I mean, like, the fact that, like, I mean, like, Ole Miss won a national championship in, like, 1960 or something. And then, like, you know, they had, you like, think? a couple, apparently, 
they had like five years of like relevance like where like them LSU Bama Arkansas it seemed to have all like like rotated national championships that year and you know Bama they claimed one every single year so of, of like that five-year stretch but at the same shut up Randy is a joke um <laughs> at the same time like like in in our lifetime what I don't remember what is Ole Miss done 2002 they went 2002 they went to a cotton bowl and played like Texas Tech and it was a massive deal because Eli Manning was there it was a huge deal because they'd never they hadn't gone to like a, I don't think a New Year's Day bowl since then they'd been to like the Peach Bowl once or twice but like they hadn't been to like a big bowl on like New Year's Day like it I think 40 years or something like that right. and then you talk about like the 2015 team and they went to a sugar bowl and they won. That's the first sugar bowl. I think they won in, in almost 50 something years. Right. Like that's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got historic, a question. historically you're, you're right. They've done not a whole lot. Auburn at least has a relatively recent history of doing yeah. some, taking something all the way. Right. And coming close in other seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're Lane Kiffin, you're just thinking if I'm, coaching Nick Marshall and Trey Mason, we beat Florida State. Or if I have Jared Stidham <laughs> and carry on Johnson, we don't get blown out in the SEC championship in 2017. You know, the amount, if, if you're just thinking, if you're Lane Kippen, you're thinking, I'm a better coach than Gus. Yeah. So if he can get his team to the SEC championship twice, I definitely can do it, especially in this day and age with the portal. Um, Probably you know, blow a 21-3 to three lead. Right. Uh, you know, if you ask Ike Jones, um, he was covering for me on Mike Mac memes and Marler uh, while I was out sick. And he says, you know, old Miss is the ugly chick. In the group. That's what Ike says. Yeah. He, says he says, listen, you're you're not hot and you're not going to get chosen. Rich. Yeah, you're not going to get chosen. You're mm-hmm. out here trying to get caught and nobody wants you. Right. So my, that's, Mike, that's, I, got a question. Mm-hmm. I got a question for everybody here. Uh, in regards to the timing of this. So let's just say, well, it's kind of a two-part question. One is, which team do you think is more distracted by the Lane Kiffin situation, Auburn or Ole Miss? And the second part is, if they announce the coaching move Friday, good or bad for Auburn or indifferent? If it is bad, how bad could that be? Listen, with, Cat- with, Cat- with Cadillac at the helm, it's definitely Ole Miss is way more distracted. We- it doesn't Auburn- matter. Yeah, Auburn people already have joy, man. It, it just doesn't matter right now to them. They're concentrated on Shut finishing up, this thing out, and it, it just is what it is. Now, I think that it has some effect on Auburn, but I think all of that is positive because they have not made a mess of this coaching search. Mm-hmm. I think that some of the current players are excited about the prospect of playing for Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is not in the right. transfer portal yeah, anymore. Yeah, players are going to be Ooh. jumping out of the transfer portal. Uh, exactly, right? Uh, who? Because he, Harson wouldn't put him on the field, right? Yeah, and, and, yeah, he's very talented. So it, you know, it's just going to be very interesting to see you know how this is. So I, I think that there's not a whole lot that could be negative for Auburn, other than they announced somebody not named Lane Kiffin as head coach <laughs> on yeah. Friday morning or Sunday morning or whenever, or this, this deal falls apart in the eleventh hour. That's but, the only thing. About well, this hear me out. I, I, don't, I don't think somebody, if somebody is announced that's not Lane Kiffin, is a total disaster if it's announced on Sunday, depending upon who that person is, because there have been some big names thrown out there. So if we are surprised, Very bold I, think it will be, I think it will be yep. a good surprise. Okay. 
Not vague at all, just very concrete. I love that. That was good. Yeah. So as long I mean, as it's a big name, they're not going to be disappointed. Even if Lane Kiffin, here's the thing: Lane Kiffin's going to be announced on Friday, and then on Saturday morning, you're going to turn on game day, and he's going to be on game day in in Columbus, and then you're going to turn on CBS later that day. He's going to be on CBS. Recruiting. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. Recruiting. And he's going to be. Yeah. He's going to be. You're going to have 24 hours. They're going to put Lane Kiffin and Charles Barkley on the same screen at some point on Whoa! Saturday, and it's going to be the best thing that's happened to Auburn University since. I don't know. You guys were allowed to illegally block downfield five yards in the Iron Bowl in 2013. That's like that's that's just my opinion. All I'm saying is put what the word out there that we back up. That's all I'm saying. What yeah. Would, yeah. What, all right, what would happen if during the Iron Bowl, like it, it's announced, it's announced Friday, like yeah, at halftime? Iron Bowl, oh yeah, they won't announce that. No, no, it's it's it ha- it's announced Friday, and then Saturday, Lane Kiffin comes running on the field out of the tunnel with a playbook. <laughs> No way. No way. No way. Just a troll. troll. Yeah. He what what if he was calling plays out there with Will Friend? Like how nuts would Bryant Denny go? Would he just stand there and hold a clipboard? Like see that would be hilarious. Like it would be so it has been reported he's been evaluating our roster the last couple of weeks. That has been reported by Auburn Outlet. Oh, what if he runs out of the tunnel (laughs) and then just spins the whole tape? the game getting players like Gatorade and like towels and stuff. No, no, he has I would a love fake, that. He has a, the theater would fake. be incredible, but it would also be like, there'd be a contingent of old ass Auburn fans and some young back. Like, this is unbelievable that he would do this to Carnell <laughs> on Carnell's big day. And that's the only reason we lost. If you watch that game, uh, if you watch that game, Emma and t- we were tied zero, zero for the first four and a half minutes of that game. And then Carnell, he saw him on the sideline and everything changed. Everything the, changed after that. The accent everything. is killing me, Chris. The accent there, is there, killing there, me. There are, already, there are already people saying that. Like, the report that came out on Monday night from the same reporter who reported the Cohen news early um, that has supposedly reported that, you know, Kiffin Sovereign is essentially happening. Yeah. Um, there are people, Auburn fans, that have quoted that and said, you know, this is great and all, but I just feel like it's taking away from Caddy's Iron Bowl. And it's like... My favorite thing last night was somebody in that space saying... If he, besides Marler, you're a huge troll. I don't know why we let you in this space. And I was like, first off, it's a public space. You guys can F off. But second off, <laughs> somebody said um, that if Caddy wins, they need to build him a statue. Which if you guys build a statue to a 3-0 and interim coach, my God, it would hey. be beautiful. Hey, a 3-0 interim awesome. coach that was a first-round draft pick. Okay. Mm, he won the Heisman, didn't he? No. no. He was the first running back drafted off that team. No, he was not. He made the NFL Hall of Fame. Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> right, Y'all tell me when, when I... But, I he, but he is the first black Auburn head coach, which is... There that is part is cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I got to run for my parents kill me so my parents also, I guess. I, I, no, no worries. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. I mean, listen, uh, Cadillac declared uh, during that year that he got drafted that Ronnie may have won the war, but the battle's not over, and we all cringed. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Love Caddy. If you're going to build him a statue, you're going to build him a statue because of what, what he did as a player, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Auburn has, I think, done a good job of taking what could have been a disastrous situation and creating some positive storylines headed into this offseason that may have an effect on transfers and the portal and mm-hmm. uh, morale because it's clear from what we're seeing from the players now that morale was an issue. In the locker room, and they have turned that frown upside down, uh, and and made it into something that could build some momentum going into this offseason. 
and pay dividends early next season for the 2023 uh, uh, campaign. Guys, this is the Auburn Express powered by the War Report. As always, I want to thank Auburn Memes, Brandy Mack, and my guy, Chris Marler. Even though he's got too much Bama in him, he's got got too much (laughs) to join us here on a Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. We're signing off, as always, War Eagle. Beat Bama. Say it, Chris. Roll damn tide. All right, Uh. All right, War Eagle. (laughs) 